Good morning. Today we are in Genesis chapter 30. And to kind of just give a summary of this story, um, Jacob is now having children through both Leah and Rachel. However, Rachel has been barren and uh, Leah has had several children now through Jacob. And then Rachel, again, takes things into her own hands. So interesting how, you know, the prior family traditions, so to speak, and family heirs seem to keep being repeated in God's family. So Rachel asks Jacob to go into her maidservant, and Jacob has now children through her. Rachel feels blessed that at least she has children that she can claim through her maidservant. And Leah feels as though she's barren after having a number of kids. So then she, in competition with Rachel, has Jacob going to her maidservant. So, you know, it's it's very uh, dysfunctional, right? And there's a, a rival that takes place between uh, Leah and Rachel. Uh, they're very much in competition for each other, with each other. Um, you know, later on in the church age of the New Testament, it says like for elders that they be the husband of one wife. And so this multiple wife thing that we see early on is not something that later God ordains. Um, he did seem to allow it in this early age. <clears throat> and, you know, I don't like really reading about it. I, I wonder if Again, in God's divine providence, when he wanted his blessing to be on Abraham's family and he wanted them to be fruitful and multiply, if he allowed this kind of arrangement early on just for the the expansion of Abraham's family. And, you know, even him staying with Laban, and that's something that I'm going to talk about today. I don't know why he's still with Laban. I mean, Laban's treated him unfairly all these years. It's been a very dysfunctional relationship being so close to um, the father-in-law this whole time. And, you know, but again, is God, he really prospered. And Jacob, you know, got tons of flocks by staying there. And maybe in the expansion of, you know, Israel, Jacob's family, God allowed him to stay longer with Laban, the father-in-law, because he wanted to bless Jacob with cattle and possessions and, and all of that. So again, we don't always understand, you know, God works through, as we've seen through dysfunction and through things that he likely doesn't even approve, but yet he still his blessing is upon Abraham's family, and no matter what, he, you know, Jacob just keeps getting blessed. And, uh, you know, praise God for the faithfulness of God, even amidst all the dysfunction. So <clears throat> Jacob is now finally preparing to leave Laban, and that's when they make an agreement regarding the cattle and the striped cattle. And uh, Jacob finds a way to get his cattle to reproduce so that he has a bigger herd. It seems kind of suspicious. I don't know, you know, it it seems like Jacob's kind of manipulating the circumstances there. As we'll read, I kind of read ahead a little bit, that 
Jacob, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. This morning voice sometimes gets me. <clears throat> Jacob's been taken advantage of. We'll see that in chapter 31 for a really long time uh, by Laban. And it, it almost indicates in 31 that this is God's blessing on Jacob to allow his cattle to multiply so that he can be blessed for all the time that he was taken advantage of. So we'll see that a little bit later. It kind of helps make sense of what's happening here in chapter 30. But what I feel led to talk about in the time remaining is just that, you know, early on when God ordained marriage, he said, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined or glued or connected to his wife and the two shall become one flesh and we'll see here that there's really an unhealthy relationship that goes back a really long time in Jacob's life with Laban I mean even in getting Rachel as a wife and the manipulation that Laban used and how he set him up with his daughter Leah and then later on he gets Rachel and now we're still finding later on here Jacob and Rachel and Leah are all still tied to Laban and it's just not, it's not healthy. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? Cause I'm going to be marrying off my daughter next week. Um, so today's Saturday. So a week from today and praise God, she found a, a great man. And, you know, I'm very happy about that, but like she, she, you know, th- they'll have challenges at times They're you know, but I, you know, I think they're going to have less than most because of their relationship and, and who they are. But yet there will be challenges. And I'm sure, you know, sometimes she's going to call mom and dad for advice. And that there's nothing wrong with that, right? And we're always going to be her her parents, her father and her mother. But, you know, I'm going to keep all this in mind. I mean, she needs to, to leave and cleave. I mean, she needs to, her and Tyler need to, you know, take take the lead, be one, be in charge. And we definitely don't want to ever get in the way of that relationship and only just encourage that. But, you know, at times she's may come to me and I will give her advice, but I'm also going to tell her to, you know, talk to Tyler and to trust, you know, the decisions that he makes and that they make together as a couple. And, um, so it can be kind of complicated, right? I mean, if if they had a dysfunctional or they were to have a dysfunctional relationship, I think it's it's maybe more apt that the parents then want to kind of jump in and and kind of take control. But I think we have to be very careful to do that. We 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 don't want there to be any, you know, you look at between Rachel and Leah and the competition that's between them. And, uh, you know, there can even be that competition between, you know, a, a husband or wife's parents and maybe the spouse where, where do the loyalties lie? And the loyalty, you know, ultimately we want to love and be there for everybody, but the loyalty really needs to be to the husband and wife. They need to leave father and mother and cleave to one another and that's really important. Otherwise, you're going to have competition between maybe a spouse and the mother-in-law and all that. And you just need to be clear. And 
you know, we'll see in chapter 31 that Leah and Rachel, they're probably just ready. Maybe they're sick of dad by then, <clears throat> Laban, but they say, hey, if God, if God has said for you to, to go, let's go. And, you know, and they, they do a good thing there in trusting Jacob and just going with Jacob and departing from Laban. It needed to happen a long time prior. But again, it would seem like that would normally be the case and that they should have left earlier. But, you know, sometimes God works in ways that don't seem according to his word, but then he's working out something even in the midst of dysfunction, which he did here. But I hope there can be some sort of wisdom and encouragement um, given to some who are listening that make sure your loyalties are to your husband or your wife and make sure there's no competition. Um, There shouldn't be any, the loyalty needs to be so strong between husband and wife that husband and wife don't need to worry that there's anybody else that's going to take that loyalty, whether it be mom and dad or some other person, um, you know, like this dysfunction we have between Rachel and Leah. So make sure you're committed to your spouse and that they know you're committed. And the more that there's no concerns there about disloyalty and that there's just true one flesh between the two of you, that's going to go a long way in your relationship. So we can learn from the Bible both what to do and and what not to do. And here we're, we're really learning more what not to do, even though God still was working in the midst of them. God bless you all.